have a great deal of compassion for you, Jen, and for my friend, because yes, if you're going to dine out, it's tricky. Even when you're eating at home, you have to be really careful. Make sure that there's no gluten, for example, and soy sauce. And you make so sushi. Yeah. Like, so you have to really start watching the labels, which to my point, which I actually think is a good thing because when you are navigating any kind of change, you do need to be really educated about what you're doing. I think it's useful so that you can know what your biology needs are and and when we're able to for those of us who can kind of you know go to burger king or wherever and we can just grab something i I feel like it it distance us it can distance us from where our food comes from it can distance us from our biology it can mask those symptoms i think it's actually an opportunity to get really intimate with like all of the signs of your body Welcome to The Jealous Vegan, a podcast about healthy eating, habit change, and the hurdles we all need help overcoming. I'm Jennifer Hunley, co-founder of The Jealous Vegan, also known as The Voice. Today, we are joined by April Cunningham, confidence coach, co-founder of The Jealous Vegan, also known as The Influencer. Lawrence Rassall, The Weekend Chef, also known as The Artisan. Okay, when's the last time that someone came to you and they were like, girl, you want to lose 10 pounds? Let me tell you exactly what to do. (laughs) And then they lay out this crazy thing that they did, but it worked for them. And then it kept working for them. And then they kept the weight off. And then you're like, oh, you know what? I should try that. And then you do it and it don't work for you. Now, Lawrence, I don't know if anybody's come to you with that, but <laughs> no, clearly, you know, this is not a far-fetched scenario. A uh, hello keto people. Oh, I knew I was going to yeah, I was thinking I, I was going to say keto. Like, don't also, get triggered. Don't right, get triggered, please. <laughs> also, low-carb diets. I've I yeah. I went to lunch with two women who are in their fifties. I love them. I was like, yes, let's get lunch, and I sit there and I, they order the low carb meal. So it's like, you know, a piece of smoked salmon, I think it was, or tuna, uh, what do you call the thing? Seared tuna and cheese and maybe a salad. Cheese with seafood. I I don't, I don't quite remember (laughs) what it was. I remember that it was like meat, cheese, and that was all. It was just like, and they were kind of watching there. It was just like, yeah, no, I'm low carb. And I thought to myself, Oh my God. Did your hand start shaking? <laughs> yes. My cells started shaking because these are women that are beautiful and they're not like, you know, in their twenties, you know, in the twenties, women often are thinking a lot about their figure in their thirties. We're thinking about our figure. I just imagine that at a certain point, a woman just comes into her own and she just knows hmm. like, I'm beautiful. This is it. These women were absolutely watching their weight, both single, and they were eating meat and cheese. And that was their way of dieting. And of course, as a plant baser, I'm freaking out. And as a health coach, I'm freaking out. And as a woman, I'm freaking out. And I'm, I didn't say a thing because I was just like, okay. Oh, good for you. This is a thing. Yes. Yeah, I'm so proud. I am so proud you. of right. you. I am so All proud right. of you. Thank you. Thank you. I didn't say a thing. I was just like, okay, that's a thing. I don't remember what I ordered. I think I had like a veggie taco or something. So clearly keto would never work for you. Even if you didn't have some sort of personal vendetta against it. It might work. It, no, yeah, because you don't, because work. you're allergic to meat and you're allergic to dairy. So mm-hmm. you couldn't eat what they ate. You would really struggle to find foods Variety. that work with your biology right. that also work with this eating plan. Right. 
So. Well, they actually have a plant-based keto as well. I'm not too familiar with it, but. It seems super, super restrictive. Well, I mean. But again, I mean, they say that about plant-based food in general. So if there's a will, there's a way. I guess, but but the point being that not everything is for everybody. Right. That's my one liner right. right there. Not everything. I'm gonna I'm gonna do re- my PG County accent. Everything ain't for everybody. Okay. Everything. We can stop discussing this right now. There you go. <laughs> it's perfect. No, uh, but the reason that I was thinking about it is, you know, as a woman of mm, let's say abundance. <laughs> you know, I've I've tried all sorts of different ways to eat. And I'm at a point in my life where, well, okay, let me backtrack just a little bit. So I was having some issues about a year ago and I went to a doctor and very well-meaning doctor recommended some medicine that I took for maybe six months. And I don't know exactly what happened, but my body responded in a very unpleasant way. I think I put on 15 pounds wow. in like like a month. And I said, I've got to get... And it wasn't in the very beginning, but as the dose was tweaked, um, what's crazy is it never even addressed my original You're issue. Kidding. And then it left me kind of bereft because here I'm heavier than I was when I started this process. And I was just like almost ready to give up. And I realized, okay, so... What I had been doing was no longer working because either something in my physiology changed or my body, like one another doctor said potentially that it ignited some virus in my intestine. Um, and, and that's why I basically like swole. Wow. But regardless. You were sick also. And it made me very sick, yes. But the, the point is, you know, I'm at a I'm at a stage in life where I, I'm not the age of those women where I can say I am who I am and I don't care anymore. Well, they weren't saying it. <laughs> well, and so. I don't know that it exists. I feel like it's a, a lifelong struggle for certain certain classes of women. Um, and I don't I don't mean that in a derogatory way, um, just suggesting that, um, you know, it, it doesn't matter. It's a whole other discussion. My point simply is that. I'm at a point in my life where I'm trying to figure out, okay, what am I going to do? How am I going to eat? And when I think about all the plans that are out there and I like, you know, put a, put a circle in all the things that I like about one plan. And then I put another circle with all the things that agree with my biology. I find in that Venn diagram, there's very little overlap. Um, and so I realized like, because it worked for somebody else doesn't mean it's going to work for me. And I'm trying to figure out, okay, now what am I going to do? Yeah. I mean, I think it's just, you know, what I'm going to say is listen to your body. Your body's the greatest Petri dish and greatest lab in the world. I think, Lawrence, I mean, I, I'd be curious about your opinion on this because of your journey of like choosing to eat more plant-based as a result of, are you okay? okay. Of someone else's opinion you, you or cho- what? You chose to eat more plant-based, to eat more plant-based to heal. Right. Right. Um, and it was kind of a test, right? You didn't really know if it was going to work, but you tested it and then things started to, I'm curious about how, what it felt like in your body when you made that switch. Yeah. Um, I don't remember a lot. Of, I don't remember a lot of specifics because it was so long ago. I feel like I've been on this journey for quite some time. 
I do recall, though, that uh, I felt I, I, I sleeping. I, I noticed things not necessarily in my body, but I just I felt my sleeping habits were better. And um, again, purging. Yes, thank you. I was trying to think of the, the, the correct word. Those things alone really helped me. And to see those changes, that just allowed me to continue on that that journey. So, but to be frank with you, I other than what my doctor reports when I go to him or her, those are the only things that I clearly can tell that have really improved my lifestyle. Hmm. Um, but uh, as far as my biology, but other than, like I said, I sleep better purge better um but it might be a mental thing for me as well i feel i feel like i'm better because i eat more of a plant-based diet so i don't know if i'm answering your question or not do you you know back to jen you you did um back to jen um do you feel like when you eat the items that are in the intersection of the venn diagram how do you notice that you feel um energy so I either will have more energy or I can go longer without even really remembering that I need to eat. And I feel like that means um, that my body is getting the byproduct of, you know, the nutrition that I consumed and that that's the whole point of eating. Right. That it, And I think sometimes we get disconnected from the idea that food is fuel. And so when you eat it shouldn't make you tired. It should actually give you energy. And I recognize that, yes, your body's doing a lot to process that food, but, um, yeah, that's the thing that I point to. How do I feel after I eat? Um, I think I was on the phone with you last week, April, I was at a conference out of town and I had eaten something that I didn't think I would have a reaction to, but I could, it was maybe two o'clock in the afternoon and I could not focus. And I was like, I have to go back to my room. Like I'm just so tired. And I realized it must've been something that I ate. Um, And it was kind of that day that I decided, like, stop messing around with foods that are on the fringe of like, well, I mean, cross-contamination isn't that big a deal and I'll be okay. And no, it's probably not something that I should ever mess with. Um, And so, yeah, that's the first thing I notice is my energy level. Either it goes up because I'm able to use the food or it goes down because something in the food is reacting with my body in a negative way. And that is the greatest barometer of your health, the greatest barometer of what you should eat. Yeah. Right. But you mentioned, you kind of made it like is a Venn diagram. The intersection is kind of small. I think you even used the word. And so yeah, it's narrow. So, and the reason is because if I say, okay, I want to be vegan, but I have a gluten allergy. Right. So, so vegan is, I can support that because I also have a dairy allergy. So great. All these things that are vegan don't have dairy. And that means that they're safe for me when, But then when you say, well, if it's vegan, but it's not gluten free or it's doesn't have beans, because that's also something that I'm highly reactive to, then it's a much smaller window. So, um, you know, there's great vegan raviolis out there, but I can't have them because they're not gluten free. Or even just bread, finding a vegan bread that's good and, and nutrient dense can't always have that be, 
because it typically is not going to be gluten-free. And if it's gluten-free, similar to the conversation we had about meatless meats, it probably isn't that healthy because it's got a ton of extra ingredients and a lot more processing to get it to approximate bread that would hold together, flours that would hold together. So it's things like that where I feel like, like uh, I'm just it? challenged trying to be a vegan and eat according to my biology. I'm not hearing that. I'm not hearing that you're challenged to be vegan. You're challenged because you want to eat the things that you're not that your body says no to. Well, what I mean is, well, in the context of when I'm at home, no, not as much of a problem. But when I'm when you go and you check, I want the vegan meal. It most likely will have beans or some sort of flour that I can't eat. And that's my point is most of the things that are considered vegan aren't. Things work, also. Yeah, they work yeah. for you. Got they're it. either, yeah. they're not gluten-free or they have beans. So why are you messing around, Jen? I mean, you're super Jen. You just make your own food and pack it everywhere. I mean. Well, I mean, that works except for when you're out of town for three days or you go to a, a, a planned event and they want you to pick off of a menu. Do they? You could go to Whole Foods. <laughs> it's not practical. I guess what she's saying I'm it's not practical with you. I'm messing with you right now. Yeah. Okay. But I mean, yeah. like. It, it requires, I mean, yes, it sounds like it requires more effort That's on your part right. to prepare because you have needs that are yeah. irregular, right? An air quote on irregular because so special. normal <laughs> is, is you know, a pejorative term. That's not what I Sometimes. mean. But yeah. Yeah. And, and so, and it's not, I mean, it, I don't want it to be like Jen's therapy session about her weight and trying to figure out how she's going to eat. But the whole idea is... You may have in mind a way of eating, especially if someone that you know has had success eating that way. And then you're like, oh, I'm going to try that or I'm going to do that or that makes sense or that should be good. But then you do it and it doesn't have the same results for you. And potentially because there's something in that plan that does not is not consistent with who you are. And that's why it's like and to me, that makes perfect sense. Like this person does Weight Watchers and it works great for them. That person's vegan and it works great for them. That person's on the South Beach diet and it's great for them. This other person's on keto and they love it. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like April's going to combust. Stop. You're trying to trigger me. I'm, to, not, I, I'm, not, I, I'm not taking a bait. I'm not taking a bait. I am. That's why I started with Weight Watchers. But. You know, so but so that's the thing that's that's so interesting to me is that really like there's such an individual um, manner in which we should approach what we're going to eat and how we're going to live our lives. And yet I think we've been conditioned to think like, Everybody. give me the formula or the fix and I'm just going to do that thing. Yes. Thank you. Mm. Oh, praise goodness. I mean, it's just awesome. I almost I just. So I was with a friend last night. We went to dinner and I, I always let her pick the place because she has very, she's very sensitive. I thought my digestive system was sensitive, but hers is very sensitive. Not Jen, audience, for the benefit of you. Um, she's on I'm kind of in my feelings that I wasn't invited to She's, 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 <laughs> she's a, what, what is it called? FODMAP or FOMAP? Is what the, is it? It, it? it has something to do with, uh, I'm sorry, I'm not remembering it properly, but FODMAP or FODMAP or something is the name of this particular plan she's on because um, her nutritionist thinks that she has a bacteria in her gut that is overgrown. And so they are, she has to be on a very specific eating plan in order to basically retard the growth of the bacteria. And it's oh, wow. like no onions, no Things that no garlic, things that I would think oh, are wow. pretty easy. She can have sushi, yeah. right? And it's pretty straightforward. But I always let her pick the place for dinner because 
I don't know. It's easier yeah. for her to pick the place. She'll know what she, what she can eat and it's safe. Right. And I have a great deal of compassion for you, Jen, and for my friend, because yes, if you're going to dine out, it's tricky. Even when you're eating at home, you have to be really careful. Make sure that there's no gluten, for example, and soy sauce. And you make so sushi. Yeah. Like, so you have to really start watching the labels, which to my point, which I actually think is a good thing because when you are navigating any kind of change, you do need to be really educated about what you're doing. I think it's useful so that you can know what your biology needs are. And and when we're able to, for those of us who can kind of, you know, go to Burger King or wherever and we can just grab something, I, I feel like it, it distance us. It can distance us from where our food comes from. It can distance us from our biology. It can mask those symptoms. I think it's actually an opportunity to get really intimate with like all of the signs of your body. Right. My energy tanks when I had, right. I had something. OK, well, these are the things I recognize. Um, maybe there's something else that's, that's here that's not um, that I don't know about, let me be really even more careful next time for the point of understanding me. I think that's a great opportunity versus um, what it could be perceived as, which is a negative. I think it's actually a positive if if you can bring it in and embrace it. Yeah. So I don't I don't want to get too woo-woo on you, but have, have you ever had an experience where there's a food that you come in contact with? Maybe like you don't even consume it. It's presented as an option and you immediately feel like, Ugh. not because yes. you don't like the way it tastes, but you recognize like, I don't think my body wants that. Yes. Did and that I, like freak you out or? No, I, I, I absolutely listen to that instinct. I think it's it instinct. Me out. I mean, animals have it. They know like something is right. poisonous, right? I don't think that, that that's really so... I don't think that's any so otherworldly because I do think that animals, I think children also, my mom used to, they, they used to put um, peas on her plate and she was allergic to peas, but they thought she was just being, you know, dramatic and they would put, and she, you have to sit there all night and eat them. We've talked about this. I, I think right. I mentioned this story in a different episode and um, no, she very much so has uh, an intolerance, allergy, something to peas. Her Amazing. body knew. Wow. As a child, her body knew. Your body knows. We're not trained to listen to it because of the social factors or whatever. And whatever, to Jen, to your point, everybody else is eating it, so why can't I? I had the same thing. Like, I was married. I could eat. My husband could eat whatever he wanted. And I would be the one, sick as a dog, up all night. Mm. And so the idea being that even among people who seem to have this commonality, I think it's very normal that you're... And I, I have. I've... I've smelled something. It was like, oh, not that. Yeah. Something maybe I've eaten before. It was like, oh, not that. When I get near milk, like whole milk, like to drink, there's a real like gag reflex. That's amazing. And it doesn't touch my lips. That's just my body just knows. Picking up on it. Yeah. I, 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 I'm one of those unique people where I can eat anything. Um, the closest thing that I remember after I started backing off of dairy was, I think I shared this before, is, uh, or eggs, which I love eggs. But the, sm <laughs> it's weird. No, eggs but are amazing. the smell of raw egg, it mm. turns my stomach. Mm. So I almost have to <laughs> like mix the egg if I'm adding it to something that I absolutely need egg in, baking or whatever. Um, but I can't smell it. Once I smell it, I have, like you said, with the milk, it's just like I have this internal 
like I'm done with like trashing the whole meal. <laughs> it's over. So right, right. I can't do kitchen. this. Right. That's so, interesting. But I can eat whatever I want. And um, fortunately, I've never been one of those guys where um, I don't have a weight problem. So I've never had to really do diets per se. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, so I don't. Yeah. This isn't. But yet. you understand what it is. Yeah, Your body has an. In, you yeah. have an instinct. Yeah. I, and I think that's beautiful. Actually, a lot of people. I've heard people have said to me, I don't, my body doesn't talk to me. And I'm like, oh, yeah, your body absolutely talks to you. You just don't know how you to listen. You're right. And I, I, I feel like I've said that to you. <laughs> right. And you're not the only one. <laughs> yeah, I mean, something along those lines. Yeah. Right. But from my own personal story, I was so busy eating so much of the wrong stuff every day that how could my body talk? Yeah. It was trying, it was waging a war on yeah. multiple fronts. So what I wasn't even able to listen to the signs because as soon as I had a stress response, I was just piling in more of the bad stuff. That's amazing. Wow. Yeah. And as a woman, I feel especially challenged because we've got, you know, hormones, hormones and stress and just everything affects us. We're a little bit more... Mm. <laughs> Sometimes a little bit less stable because of the normal cycles of our body. Sometimes, you know what? Careful. Do you really want to have that conversation? Sorry. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I had to plug it. <laughs> but I, I think only guy in the room. He wants to right, start. Right. 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 You want to okay. fight with us? Because we'll fight you. It's fine. <laughs> the um, the thing that I I struggle to figure out is what do we, you know. To your point, April, like life is moving at the speed of life, right? And you don't get an opportunity to sit and think, well, what did I eat today? And what did I drink today? And what did I come in contact with? And how much was I outside? And what allergies are what's blooming outside right now? And what was the ragweed level today? And, you know, you're just like, oh, I don't feel that great. Oh, let me take something so I can go to sleep. So you pop an allergy pill, you go to sleep, you wake up the next day, you're groggy from it. So you pop a whole bunch of coffee or whatever, trying to just make it through the morning. It's one crutch to another. Yeah, you right. do it all over again. Yeah. And then, right. And then like somebody at work makes you mad. And so you're like, I'm going to go get a donut, you know, and then you have that. And then before you know it, it like the cycle right. has no ball. Yeah, exactly. And so I think that's well the said. that's the hardest part about it is. That not only are you not present, maybe, to the idea that these substances have this accumulative effect on you, but you also don't have enough time to sit and separate them so you can identify which which is the culprit here, you know, or which combination of these things is creating this situation. How do I get out of it? How do I get back to to zero? Right. So the coach in me can't, hears that and it's like, no, how, how do I make, how do you said, um... I have no idea. I cannot say it again. I don't have time. I think you said I don't have <laughs> oh, time. Right, right. right? And, yeah. and the idea being that, hold on, you always have time for the most important things. You have to create space. Yes, and I don't mean that you don't actually have the time. What I mean is, what's the point from when you ingest something to it showing up as a, a problem for you, right? And so, you know, if you eat something, like I know pretty immediately, but it's only because now I know... You the effect that food right, has, right? Exactly right. And it's typically been out of my diet long enough that, you know, it triggers more immediately. Um, whereas you won't necessarily have an acute response to something if you're consuming it on a regular basis. So that's the thing is it's it's growing and it's building like your friend has this overabundance of something in her system that maybe in the beginning, if she had caught it, it would have been OK. But it took until it was, you know at 
threat level four that she was able to say, okay, I've got to go figure this out. And now I know what to avoid to keep it from spreading. Right. Well, the thing is that it's not just knowing the time frames too, right? Because when we were in Italy, Lisa was consuming dairy, pizza, like a, a mad woman, and she could. And the immediate res- effects that she normally feels when she does this here in the okay. States was like the next day or, t- or 48 okay. hours, three but, days tops. But she came even, back and was here for several days. And was, we were gone for, what, 10 days. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was 10 days now before she started wow. to see some of the effects, right? So it depends on what it is, depends on where it's manufactured or grown or processed or whatever. And it also depends on tolerance level. Some For me, milk is immediate. Mm-hmm. Cheese, depending on the kind of cheese, may take several days, right? Chocolate takes thir- three days. And then it's like, okay, I love chocolate, but the wrong Wait. kind of chocolate, and it breaks me out. I didn't know that. Yeah. But I mean, chocolate's practically a food group. I'm not giving that up. Okay. I, I try no to choose. No, no, I try, to, I, I try to choose vegan chocolate wherever possible. Um, but sometimes a girl... Is it because a lady of the needs milk, needs. though? I'm, I'm thinking. I don't, I, mean, I'm, I don't think so. Because I've tried, chocolate. I've tried raw organic cacao. Oh, okay. Mixing it in a smoothie or whatever, everything entirely plant based and very rigorously controlled in my kitchen, and I still three days oh. later I'll get a bump or whatever, oh. right? But eh, I'm going in. That's a calculated risk. I don't care. A lady has to have what she has to have sometimes. <clears throat> Point being, though, a lot depends. But but I will sell from. For, I will say from my health coaching. Uh, study that you should check 30 minutes after an hour later, two hours later, and then four hours later, roughly. Um, but you've got to slow down. Yeah, I was going to say, because if you're constantly eating and you're trying to do that, it becomes skewed. Absolutely. But, so and not just point. slowing down the eating, but you've got to slow down and, and agree to, to, with yourself. Like, hey, I'm going to check in with my body. Right. Yeah. That's th- in 30 I mean. minutes. Yeah. Set an alarm if you have to, at least to start. I'm going to check in with my body. Hey, don't, what's, right. hap- what's See, happening right feel? now? How do I feel? Right. How do I compare that to this morning's meal? I actually have a process that I take clients through with that you eat all plants one day. And at every meal, you're checking. Okay, how did I feel 30 minutes later, an hour later, four hours later? What's my energy level like? That's good. I and like then that. animals, right? You eat animals at breakfast or lunch or dinner. How does that? And Same how does thing. that compare? You have to, it really is, it's really rather fascinating. Your body can be tested out against the different, different things, but you've got to slow down. And that's the part, to your point, Jen, like most people are going fast and furiously. I don't yeah. have time to slow down. And you got to create space to slow down. It's like saying you're going to buy anything. If you, you're going to buy something, you don't have space in your budget. Well, how can you? You didn't. You're just now deciding you, you that you are going to buy it. You have to create space to make the money or to create the money to buy it. Yeah. And it's the same. But I, I get what you're saying. I, I My only the coaching me is just like, yeah. The only thing I hesitate with is that, and audience, if you're listening, is that you've got to slow down. And that's super hard because we live in coastal culture times. Here in D.C., I feel it. Um, if you are in a major metropolitan city, especially northern cities, wherever you are in the world, it tends to be faster, more driven, more industrialized, go faster, bigger, better. Um, it's super hard to slow down, but that's the only way that you can really get present. Yeah, the other challenge, I think, living in a city is that they're, it's so congested that it takes longer to do things. So it takes longer to get to work. It takes longer to get home. It takes longer to go to the store. Um, And so that just means that you're often looking for something on the go or for a quick solution as opposed to, you know, and I think that what you really end up having to do is isolate ingredients, 
right? So not make a big meal, but have just like one or two things, like something you know is safe and something you want to test. Right. I think that's what April was saying as yeah. far as the mm-hmm. energy inventory. Well, but that's, I that's, a, that's another level of it, right? Um, I, when I went to the holistic doctor, she had me take everything out of my right. diet that I that wasn't a plant. Mm-hmm. Like, excuse me, no processed foods, no bagged salads. Everything had to be whole foods, right? And only by doing that and kind of clearing the slate for 10 days. And then she said, okay, now we're going to add, you can have one piece or one bit of this or that. And then, and then it was like, Oh, that's it. Right. Yeah. Now, you know, I didn't realize that's actually upset. I was sleeping soundly. Oh, that just stalled my elimination process by like 24 hours. Whoa. Wow. But it was, I'm not gonna lie. 10 days of like, a lot of Ruling, vegetables. Yeah. I mean, it had to be all natural, organic if possible, unprocessed. Like how it was it was a total shift. Give up ranch, give up blue cheese, give up everything I knew. It was just like it was like changing my religion. Yes, like, oh my God, I'm just I'm just I just I just can't eat. <laughs> just don't eat. But you got to put stuff in there because you gotta keep it moving. Right. Right. Exactly. A lot of highly fibrous things. Okay, well that's different. Can't sit in meetings for very long anymore, can I? Okay, uh, I'll be back. Sorry, I'm going to need a right. bio break. It's a, a real thing. break, yeah. Yeah. Ease nature. So, yeah, I I, I really appreciate this conversation um, because it, it, first of all, let me give you a shout out, April. You were my health coach and you introduced me to this whole energy inventory audit thing. Um, and I had forgotten that that was the, really the basis for um, taking the time to discover how my body felt or how I felt. Um, we're, we're, we're running the same. Me and my body, we're, we're just one. one oh, I'm so happy. Yeah. That's just that. Um, how I feel after I eat certain things. So I appreciate that. And if and if anybody's interested, April does have, um, uh, what do you call it? Um, I'd be willing to consult, but I don't really coach on health as much anymore. But if anyone, audience, if you're listening and you're thinking, hey, tell me more about that, you can absolutely reach out to us the Jealous Vegan and I will see um, either if there's an opportunity for me to serve you or for me to recommend a, a resource for you. Great. Thank you. Um, but I, I really pre- appreciated this conversation too, because it helped me just kind of get in mind the fact that, you know, instead of trying to fit into one of these columns, you know, vegan, Weight Watchers, South Beach, Keto, oh Plant Paradox, whatever. Death to Keto. Um, to, to just make a list of the of the 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 foods that I want to have available um, to eat at all times and they are primarily plants um, and if I'm traveling you know we've talked about different strategies to try to deal with that but um, I think the the core message here is to listen to your body <laughs> Mic drop know, right definitely we listen. know where that comes from yes listen to your body and stop trying to eat what your friends are eating right it may not work for you Thank you for listening. If you like what you heard today, please take two minutes and leave us a review in your favorite podcast app. And in the meantime, don't let perfection be the enemy of progress. 